Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Right. You know what, Kaylee? You know what? We've had so many TV shows recently. I've had it. I've had enough. <laughs> we're going to Hollywood and we're going to have a film. Yay! And it's one of my favourite films. It's one of your favourite. Is it your second or your third favourite? I can't remember. No, I don't rank them. I just have a top five. And I it... think you said that you do. Oh, you just have a top five. I've got a top three here. So I have receipts. Well, that's fine. Top three is better. Um, but it, yeah, it's one of them. It's one of your top three. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I said is true. <laughs> and is it one of your favourites? Thor Ragnarok, I will put in my upper tier but not top three no why um i'm, I'm sorry i didn't realize that would be so horrifying <laughs> you've I, broken me why already we're only this far in it's been minutes i think i thought it was so good i really did i really 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 enjoyed it yeah. um i just feel like ant-man who which is my third and the second my second is captain america Winter Soldier. I had to think about that one. And I was like, it's not first Avenger Paul. We all it's know not, this. No, definitely not that one. And then my first one is the first Avenger film, first of, of the Avengers films. Um, but I felt I think I was more emotionally involved in those three films. Whereas this one, I was having a good time. Very joyful film. It's so joyful. It's just full of glee. Yeah. And, and you can tell it's a Taika Waititi film, I think. It's his very his humor. And it's also quite sad in lots of ways. It's it's sad in bits. Wait, did but no, I'm not saying that emotionally sad, but he does lose a lot. If you think about it, he's lost his hammer. He's lost his dad. He's lost his home world. He's lost his girlfriend. There's much loss. There is much loss. I didn't feel much loss. You are unfeeling. I, think I am unfeeling. <laughs> <laughs> I am a cold-hearted robot. I felt like, yeah, the, the destruction of the hammer could have, they could have made a bit more of it. Like, there could have at least been a no, no moment. But... That would have made it, that would have made it too cheesy. I mean, it was better that she just goes, oh, and crushes it with her little, her little powerful hand because then you're like, oh, she's so powerful because there's not even a big deal here. It's just happened. But it wasn't even a reaction shot of him. He just kind of, everything just kind of carried on. Wow, he was shut. There wasn't time because Loki was like, "Fuck this, let's get out of here." Shit, shit was going down, definitely. Yeah, I was kind of on Loki's side there. He's like, "We, we need to leave. We need to leave right now." <laughs> he does speak of sense. Yes. Um, no, I thought it. I like other other than that. Like, I wasn't massively involved in that bits, but I, you know, I laughed a lot during mm. it. It was so creative um with its jokes and with its characters and things it was kind of refreshing not having anything on like in like our world yeah as well so it was quite star warsy i guess it like was, good star wars it starts off so medieval fantasy as well it's dragon and the, the prison and the 
the chains and then it's like bam now we're like real a little bit in our world we were in new york and then bam we're in we're in oh sucker 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 no it's a double a so it's it sounds wonderful it's not but it sounds great it was just it was really inventive with the jokes like um they came out of no like in that very first scene when he's like tied up and hanging but he's like spinning around very slowly so he has to stop the villain to speak as he turns to face the other way and he has to do a 360 before the villain can carry on with like the monologue i felt like that was and i think we probably said this that was the sort of thing that was probably missing from the first two thor films was a mm. sense of irreverence yeah which you need because it's so like it's so removed from our world. It's friggin' nuts. <laughs> Interesting fact for you. Mm -hmm. What's gonna do as a quiz, but can't be bothered because I'm so excited. 80 to 90% of the film was um, improvised. 80 to 90%? That's what Taika Waititi says, and I don't doubt him. He's the director, but I a lot him. by him. So he'll be like, he'll be watching and they've got like a rough idea and then he'll be shouting ideas like, say it like this, say this instead, try this joke. And he wanted people to be more. Oh, so not not exactly improvised, but like rewritten. I guess so, spot. but he did want to give Chris Hemsworth a chance because and Tom Hiddleston, because he thinks they're quite naturally funny people. Mm which they, they probably are. I don't know them personally. They seem funny. Um, but he, no, sadly not, not yet. Maybe after this podcast, but um, yeah, no, he, he wanted to give them a chance to be funny. Mm, I think that was a good, that was a good call. They are funny people. And I think also after the number of films that they've done, they've got a real sense of the characters and what the characters should be doing, how they would react in certain situations and how to make them funny without losing their characters. I think that was what the film did so well is that you laugh more than you did in the other two Thor films. But um, like the character of Thor is still there. Um, yeah. And I think that's something they would, they seemed quite scared to do, especially in the first Thor is that there was so many more, there were so many opportunities in there to make it really funny with like Thor being in the real world and struggling with it. And sometimes they did that. and but they shied away from going too far with it. And I think they worried that, like, they were like, it's Thor, he must be dignified at all times. And I'm like, no, he fucking doesn't. Look at the way he's dressed. Yeah, I know. And I love that they change his look as well as his personality a bit. They take his hair away and his arm is quite different. And, you know, the See, eye situation. That was a haircut that you said should have happened to Medusa in, in Humans. It should have been that kind of drama, <laughs> but... That drama, I know. Like she, he, her hair is living hair, and she was like, "Oh no, silence!" Whereas he's genuinely begging for his hair to remain. That's he, he's just got nice designer hair, which doesn't even move. But yeah. he gets more than just a pair of like a sort of normal clippers. Like he he gets like he has <laughs> he gets the full treatment. He does. He gets some sort of terrifying alien probe haircut. It's good. Mm. Um, yeah. And um, I thought. I mean. I'm I'm always a sucker for Kate Blanchett, but oh, she just kills it every time. Doesn't Magnificent, she? the goddess of death. We love her. <laughs> so good. I felt, again, slight criticism, I felt a bit underused in it. Uh, I guess. Do you think? I don't not? know. She has I think she has a big part, and she is the first female Marvel villain. So uh, oh yeah, she is. Never thought of that. Yeah. Big deal for her. Um, I mean, I thought she would. I thought she'd play a bigger role in other films to come, but obviously, sadly, no. Um, I think she gets introduced and they set her up as like someone 
just inc- well she is she is incredibly powerful like she just immediately destroys the hammer and stuff and that's you know the moment of oh shit like this is this this ain't no army of elves this is hella like goddess of death but yeah. i think i i swear there was a section so about three quarters of the way through where a lot was happening but she wasn't there and she kind of got forgotten about for quite long portions of the film after her entrance which was so good I don't I think know. It that... happens a lot with villains, to be fair. Mm. And also, she's there's two villains. We've got the obviously less terrifying, but still true. We have a villain, Jeff Goldblum. So, and the he's god, on the god, god of acting, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, god of acting. He improvises a lot of his lines as well. He is just being himself in all his roles, though. In all I assume right, from Jurassic Park through to this, he's just being Jeff Goldblum. And why would you not if you're that good? I would be myself all the time. I know, right? Do, do you think he just gets hired, and the direct and his directors just go, "So can you just like be Jeff Goldblum?" And he's like, "Hmm." I bet maybe. he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, hmm, uh, yeah." That's so, yeah, that's so, and it's such an interesting idea. He'd be Hang well, on, um, 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 you know, his hands are up here, like at, at his yeah. head, like going round around. Um, let me just um get into character here and they're like that's perfect you're in character <laughs> you've done it you've done it Jeff. No, I think yeah he's brilliant and he his character is a really fun one as well it's a villain that you're like I hate you I don't like you but I, I enjoy you a lot which is always nice I didn't um I kind of miss Jane but I couldn't see any way that she could get into the film she didn't want to be in it so did that's she not her own fault. yeah what Natalie Portman or Jane Natalie Portman oh. and and she is Jane so yes both of them. <laughs> yeah and then she didn't want to be in it so there wasn't like a large Jane gap even though she's a good character that wasn't they managed to create a plot where it's like well she can have some time off all good well we had Tessa Thompson yes yes we which did. was great replaced it was nice to have someone quite like on equal footing I guess with or she was like Jessica Jones she was very Jessica Jones because she's drunk all the time <laughs> drunk all the time angry very cool misanthropic yes misanthropic she's a she's great addition to the universe i think mm. but there were, i felt like she she was more a replacement for um sif mm. who was also not in it and there was a bit of a sif gap for me as well but that's just because i like sif i knew you were going to be saying that i was like she didn't she just had filming schedule clashes they wanted sif no <laughs> excuses this is marvel no they couldn't get her in and Fine. That's you know, Sif and the Warriors free doesn't matter. She's not there. There's plenty of other things there to keep us entertained. In all fairness, yeah, I assume she was busy doing some sort of amazing stuff on Earth, probably with the Avengers. No, the Agents of Shield. They're not not the Avengers. No, Agents of Shield, <laughs> the the lesser yeah, Avengers. Yeah, the, the ones we don't care. <laughs> and we have, I mean, in in we like I say we've got Tessa Thompson and we've got Kate Blanchett to satiate our need for female figures. Yes, films. both are, I think, better almost in a way, because I, I was thinking about this, like, Jane is a little bit tropey at times, like we talked about her mm. being, she's very, I love her, as you know, Natalie Portman's so cute, but she is like the ditzy scientist, and that's kind of her role, whereas this is a bit more complicated. Ditzy scientist with Trace May hair. Flip. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and Sid's never really had a big part. She's always been, so it's nice to have someone a bit more involved, and it was nice mm. to have some diversity, too. Yes, yes, lots of diversity. Mm. And Hulk gets a moment. I feel like this is making up for the fact that these two were not in Civil War. Yes, well, they're busy in space. They were, yeah. 
I didn't think I didn't expect Hulk to turn up. I must admit, I was like, that was like, that's that was not what I. I'm glad. So when he comes running into the Gladiator Arena, were you like, whoa? I was like, no friggin' way. This is where he hulked off to in that last Avengers film we watched. It's good, right? I love that bit, and I love when he's like, oh, we know each other. (laughs) He thinks it's going to be an easy fight, but no. And you know, Mark Ruffalo plays that so well. He does. It's nice to have him. And it's nice because he doesn't really get his own individual Hulk movie. No. And I think it's quite even handed. It's a bit like when Captain America and Iron Man had Civil War. <laughs> it's a bit like that. I think it was like the banter between them as well. It showed how humanized Thor has become. And suggest like rather than his character being lost, it actually showed character development because mm. of his interactions with humans. So he's picked up. I didn't realize that's where the meme comes from. The is it though that one i didn't realize yeah. it came from this film so when i saw that i was like oh but it's stuff like that where it's like he's picked up um human mannerisms rather than yeah. the, third, the, the original thor we met who was like i am thor mighty god rah rah noble deeds and you know, yeah, i'm I a, like I'm a character like in the skyrim games and whatever he tries very hard to be like sun's getting real low buddy <laughs> Using his Natasha Romanoff skills to oh, try and yes. calm the Hulk, and obviously it does not work. So it does <laughs> and not, does it? it was very, I love it. I think it's very good. A very good film. An excellent well, addition to it. The best of the three, four, four films. Oh, by far. Get rid of Kenneth. <laughs> can never have... <laughs> poor Kenneth. <laughs> really? Are we going to say poor Kenneth? It's not no, really no, no, no. I take that back. Not poor Kenneth. <laughs> Uh, the dark world I, I still I, the dark world still has a special place in my heart even if you you know hate on it so much well, it's not just me it's everyone hates on it so much it's just you it's everyone <laughs> Ask the marvel fan base they will tell you <laughs> although i have a friend who is i think she just does it too difficult she was like ah oh, i love dark world i was like no you, you don't <laughs> you just think I'm lying, don't you, to annoy you? I do. I think I've been contrary. <laughs> Me? <laughs> you. Um, yes. Anyone who says they like it is being contrary. I've just decided this is the bad opinion. <laughs> it's not that bad a film. I feel like it deserves a reassessment. Yeah, you watched it drunk, so I don't know that you can be giving me any of this. That's true. And I didn't, I can't remember if I watched this. I don't think I watched this one drunk because I think it was the afternoon. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, I guess my thoughts on this one are going to be a little bit more coherent um yeah <laughs> exactly that coherent and, and sensible um, <laughs> correct <laughs> do you want to do plot let's do some plot so we start off with this uh, so thor is, is sort of last time we saw him he was off looking for the infinity stones he went off <laughs> on adventures but he explains that he hasn't been very successful in any of this. So we have another sort of alternative adventure for Thor. And he's in a fight with a big fiery demon thing called Sutra. Suta? Yeah. Sutra. And that's that's really fun. He manages to sort of pull the rug out of Sutra's feet and escape. And it opens up the film very well. It does. I love that the dragon's head gets sliced right off when it pops through the bifrost. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. They use the Bifrost better. The Rainbow Road. Sorry, I can't call it the Bifrost. It's the Rainbow Road. Okay. We <laughs> <laughs> call it over one. I don't get why they couldn't call it the Rainbow. Maybe the Rainbow Road is t- t- um, um, copyrighted, trademarked or whatever. But It's a close style, yeah. 
Um, there's a brand new Heimdall because the original Heimdall, Idris Elba, is not there. Um, but the new Heimdall is not such a good Heimdall. He's uh, showing off the ladies and not doing his job properly. He's naughty. He is naughty. We like naughty. Oh, I loved this. So, he, so yeah, yeah, Thor returns to Asgard having defeated Sutra and he's uh, and he immediately sees that something's wrong. And Anthony Hopkins is having the absolute time of his life. It's great, um, right? Pretending to be like Loki disguised as Odin. And I thought that was, I thought it was so funny. He had all like the manners, he was sort of flouncing about and stuff. I was like, yes, Anthony Hopkins, this is why you have two Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very good. And the little play? Yes, the play. I love the play. It was very, it reminded me of Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know they have the play where it's like a sort of retelling of what's actually happened but it's it's you know it's bigging up a certain character or stuff but it's basically this play version of it showing Loki in a slightly more favorable light because obviously Loki is pretending to be Odin and therefore... I do love when um Odin slash Loki sees Thor and he's like Oh shit! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like spectacular movies. <laughs> but it's such a they 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 got the characters. They were like they're not gonna lose these characters. They're gonna keep the the funny campy aspect of it. Um, and that's exactly how Loki would react. I know. And I was thinking like they did this in the other the other film with um Captain America as Loki. Like they're very good at getting other actors to be Loki. Or you know, I don't know how they do it. It's very clever. I guess they get. Tom Hiddleston to act it and then they copy maybe. I think that's I, how they did Captain America. I think it's also connected up to the general marketing of these films because I think nowadays you can't be a mysterious hidden celebrity. You can't do a Daniel Day-Lewis or whatever. You have to also, you have to be a good actor, but you also have to be very um, charismatic and personable in interviews. Mm. And part of the marketing around a film is revealing that the actors all get along yeah. And when you watch interviews with them, they all have these like hilarious stories of how they get along. I assume they do. I'd love it if they didn't. And it's all just a big act. But um, I think oh. if you've got, I think it's all part of it. If you get the actors to kind of play each other in a jokey way, it becomes an in-joke that the audience is in on, mm. um, where they're kind of mocking each other a little bit. Um, then they can talk about it in interviews. And then you get drawn into the world of Marvel, but also the world of behind the scenes Marvel. Thor basically works it all out and forces Loki to reveal himself to the people. Um, and Loki reveals that Odin is in New York. Oh, I said earlier that we don't go to Earth, but we do, but very briefly. I, I did correct you at the time, it's fine. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> um, yeah, they do go to New York, but they go to Doctor Strange's place, which is not very, it's and pretty fantastic. They go Norway as well. Do they go to Norway? That's oh yeah, they go to the field, don't they? <laughs> the cliff top. Yeah. Silly me. Maybe I was drunk when I watched this film. Maybe you were. Let's check. I know it was the afternoon, but I don't know if that stopped you before. As <laughs> <laughs> so Loki revealed that Odin was put in a care home in New York, but they find it's been demolished. So Doctor Strange helps them and reveals that he's in Norway. I can't quite remember why, but he's there. Um, he, he was called there. He was called there. I'm pretty sure. Is it? This is because of... He's called there because he's dying. Yeah. And he reveals that when he dies, this essentially releases Thor's older sister, who he didn't know about, who Ooh. is Hela, goddess of death. Um, and she ain't good. She ain't good. Okay. No god of death is good. Bad. And you can tell she's wearing black and green, which are real evil colours. 
the always evil colors black and green poor green gets a real like I know. it's the ultimate disney villain color isn't it it really is it really is if a character is green then or just green away. magic around them you're like oh no evil maleficent get away she's very maleficent i wonder why that is like it must be like a psychological thing behind it let's look it up um green can mean a number of things greed envy and sickness envy is a good one greed is a good one i suppose it's the it's the associations isn't it with especially envy and sickness like a cartoon character's face always goes green when they feel like they're going to vomit and stuff so mm. maybe it's that maybe it's that it inspires a certain psychological thing in there because all colors do that really don't they yeah i think it's this particular shade as well because i feel like green can also be quite healing and natural too so yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, green is the colour of nature, essentially, yeah. isn't it? Look at that tree out there. It's green. Green, beautiful and green. <laughs> green. Luscious. But Hella is not beautiful and green. She's evil and green. She's and still pretty beautiful. Let's give her credit where it's due. She's pretty beautiful, actually. Kate Blanche, I mean, hey, how old's Kate Blanche? She must be in her late 40s. And I don't know if she's timeless. She's an elf to me. She, so is, she's just, she, has, she has a portrait of herself in her attic mm. and it's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> she just, yeah, she looks very, she looks very cool as an evil character. I love the headdress. Mm, the headdress is really cool. And the way it like sort of disappears and then it reappears again. Yeah, she and, just strokes her hair and it appears. It's good. And the way she's just, like, um, just really unapologetically evil. She just mm. comes in and is like, I'm evil. I know it. Like, she's she's like, her, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best kind of person, isn't she? <laughs> I hate that line, but yes, I agree. She is very much that person. Um, <laughs> you know what? Those people who say it are just bad people, usually. Fucking psychopaths is what yeah, they yeah. are. Whoa, no, you no. can't handle me at my worst, don't deserve me at my best, and they're, like, stabbing someone. Repeat. Yeah, you're like, well, I don't want your best. It sounds awful. Thank you and goodbye. Yeah, I do. I'm like I'm good with being that kind of person. Bye. <laughs> I quite like as well that her she in her arriving it exposes this whole other side of Odin that we've not been privy to as well. Mm. The sort of evil murderous side of him. <laughs> yes, yeah, and you do later on we get some backstory into what exactly happened with them. Yeah. Um, obviously bad parenting is, again. Bad parenting was always bad parenting. Well, Blame the parents. <laughs> but um, He's never done any good parenting that I've seen. He hasn't really. He left it all up to his queen, who's now dead. Poor dead queen. Poor dead queen. What was her name again? I can't remember what Frig her name was. Frigga. Frigga. Oh, Frigga. That was it. Yeah. Um, anyway, his death unleashes Hela. Like, his, his being alive kept her imprisoned. Um, so she arrives. She destroys the hammer um there's a big fight on the rainbow road and hella goes to asgard to take over while thor is thrown away into an alien world of and that's sakar where he's been thrown to yes without his hammer Ooh. without his hammer yes yes he does yeah i you know he he does have moments where he like holds his hand out and the hammer doesn't come and he's it's like an automatic reaction that he does which is quite cool i i think i was looking for a bit more vulnerability moment i don't, I don't know i don't know what maybe i'm just being fussy might be being fussy you are quite 
you are quite fussy. I, I mean, normally you're like, the film isn't funny enough. And now you're like, the film's not emotional enough. <laughs> what do you want, Goldilocks? <laughs> I want total perfect balance in all okay. things. <laughs> <laughs> I just want perfection. Is that too much to ask? I mean, that we will put that on your gravestone one day. <laughs> That's your, if you can't handle me at my worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is me, isn't it? Oh God, I'm that person. <laughs> He's kidnapped by Tessa Thompson, who goes by the name of Scrapper142, which is catchy. Yep. It is. Uh, it's very Star Wars again. It is very Star Wars. Not It's perfect drag name. <laughs> gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Scrapper142. <laughs> <laughs> we need 142 to make more sense as a number, I think, for drag. But yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah uh, it would have to be, I don't know what it would be. Um, and he's taken to meet the Grand Master, who's played by Jeff Goldblum, and he's like in charge of the whole planet, basically. Yes. He's, he's Jeff Goldblum, being Jeff Goldblum, really. Um, That's kind of what I imagine he does in his spare time, to be honest. I mean, what a career that man's had being himself in on and off camera. He's done a very good job, hasn't he? <laughs> very good. Um, he has to, in order to, Thor, in order to win his freedom, has to defeat the Grandmaster's champion, whoever that might be. Um, meanwhile, in Asgard, Hela reveals the sort of hidden history of it. Which I quite liked. I quite liked that there was sort of a wall of drawings and she sort of blasts that away and there's another wall of drawings underneath that have been sort of hidden away from everyone. Maybe um, the Prince of Egypt cartoon where he finds the, the bit where all the babies are falling into the crocodiles and he's like, no! And you're like, how did you yeah. not see this wall before? It's yeah, but yeah, the, except, yeah, the Prince of Egypt one is stupid because that wall has been there all his life and he's never he's seen never paid it. Attention. He was like, oh, it's worse when you are one of those babies. If it was well, just slave babies, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, it's the knowledge that he was one of them. that raised mm. it. Before that, he was like, oh, I didn't look at it in this light before, even though it's literally babies being thrown into a river of crocodiles. Yeah, he's, he doesn't come across well in that scene. But, you know, hidden yeah. walls, we like it, essentially, is where I was going. I think even in the Bible, Moses is not flawless because you'd, you'd have to be God in order to be flawless. Oh, yeah. Um, she reveals that she and Odin work together to conquer the nine realms uh, but odin imprisons her because she was just a bit too much her ambition was far greater she wanted even more and he was like no nine realms is enough <laughs> so imprisons her <laughs> yeah he bad parenting again you can't ground someone indefinitely you need a plan at the end of this yeah do you think and maybe i'm reading too much into it do you think there's a colonial aspect to this and maybe my English literature degree is taking over a bit too much here but you know how you're taught to like give it a, like a colonial theory look or a mm. queer theory or a feminist theory and stuff but like it's it's the idea that there's this history of Asgard on the wall and everything's wonderful but beneath that history is the secret history of it the history that they don't know much about and that actually it was a history of conquest and slaughter mm. and stuff like that and that's for instance the british empire often gets depicted as this grand thing and we were very wealthy and we got lots of money from it but underneath that there was the slavery there was the abuse there was the rebellions that were put down it was the fact that we just turned up on land and just were like we'll have your land or we'll shoot you kind of that sort of attitude yeah i think that's very very good reason and the uncomfortable nature of it like people don't want to know that part of their history so they hide it away I agree. 
something that's a good just reason. imprison it and put a wall of other drawings over it yeah yeah you do your version like glory 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 and everyone else around was like um no <laughs> we conquered <laughs> no, no, no. we conquered them but in a good way it was a good yeah. conquest they liked being conquered you know like, did, they, did they really like being conquered? Hella goddess of what? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We stole all their treasures and put them in boxes. That doesn't seem like a good thing. Actually, uh, Odin partnered up with um, lovely Mrs. Glory Bags, goddess mm. of life, la 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 la, and sparkles. <laughs> just, the realms just wanted to be taken over. They, they asked him to do it. They actually gained a lot from us. <laughs> we freed them from other stuff. Exactly. So yeah, I got a sense of that from it, which I I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that whole reveal of it. Mm. Um, uh, the Grandmaster's champion is Hulky Hulk. And I love uh, that they shocked you. That's so good. I know that did shock me. I didn't see that coming. I don't. I didn't do research about these films before I. Well, watched I'm glad because you know sometimes I worry that maybe like with with big films you'll have that like, have it had it spoiled because you're so late in watching them. You know, like but I'm Literally, glad I've. I've done quite well at avoiding spoilers. I know, um, all I know is that like the Avengers films are like the really momentous, like um, markers, the sort of the milestones of the stories. I have no idea what happens in the other two at all. Although although the next one is called Infinity War, so I'm assuming it has something to do with Infinity Stones, but I think that's a given. That's a good read of the situation based on what we've learned so far, but yeah. Yeah, I still don't have to need that much insight to work that one out. (laughs) Um, We have a big fight between Thor and Hulk, and Loki's not too happy about it being Hulk as well. Understandable, because last time they saw each other, he smashed him up. he's just like i need to get off this planet and you're like yeah he do because it was that moment when um he starts doing a big speech and hulk just grabs him and is like puny god and like smashes him about yeah and he does that to four in this oh yes he does doesn't he oh that's poetic because loki's like you say it sucks or something like that now you know how it feels yes that was it but hulk has been hulk for like a long long time he hasn't been bruce banner so he's kind of He's very much out of control. He doesn't really recognize Thor and doesn't really know where he is or anything. No, evolved. but he's also quite evolved. Like he's got more language. I don't know if that's the right way of putting that. Grammar. Yes, yeah, no, he's more eloquent. I mean, in Originally, he doesn't speak when he's in Hulk form, but now he does. He has full sentences. So yeah, he's developmental milestones, which is nice. He has, yeah, we love that. If we leak him, if we let him stay, maybe he would have become very like scientific himself. Mm, yeah exactly yeah um meanwhile we flip back to asgard um so the sword that powers up the rainbow road has been stolen by heimdall and he's hiding lots of asgard citizens in caves and stuff he's like Mm. he's being heroic um and this means that hella is stuck in asgard and cannot conquer any of the other realms she's 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 pissed off and then on sakar Hulk reveals to Thor that he arrived on the Quinjet, which is what we last saw him on, and it's still here. And he's stuck as Hulk. Thor manages to... Thor does a little, like, escape plan. Um, uh, But Hulk tries to stop him, but then he sees footage of Black Widow in the Quinjet, and that, like, calms him down, because he loves her. He loves her, which I still find weird, but that's fine. You know, whatever. We'll go with it. It's like, their vibe, if that's their vibe. I mean, it came from nowhere and it continues to catch me off guard. With all these characters, in total, they 
we get what about 20 minutes of screen time a film so you've got to kind of rush through a little bit haven't you <laughs> yeah the grandmaster employs loki and scrapper tessa thompson to get thor and hulk back loki and scrapper then get into a fight because loki is untrustworthy loki discovers that scrapper was a valkyrie um mm-hmm. or the last of the valkyries who um because they were all killed by hella and they kind of fought against her back in the day uh so she's like thousands of years old basically well i think yeah they're all pretty old. well they all are aren't they? yeah yeah um, her. <laughs> she gets thor and hulk with them and they and they all the four of them all sort of plan escape together plan to escape together because there's a great big revolution rising up against the grand master at the same time because no one really likes him he's a dictator in himself or he, albeit a slightly more eccentric one loki tries to betray thor uh, again so thor heads off with just hulk and val i'm going to call her val all right um that makes you happy heimdall is leading the asgard people out of asgard via the rainbow road but Hello's got a giant doggy and the giant dog stops him. The dog is cute. Yeah, he is cute. Would you say he's as cute as the one from Lockjaw? Uh oh. He's better computer animated. Well, I think most things probably are. To be fair. <laughs> I mean, I could probably computer generate something better than that. All right, that's your task for the next episode. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it will just be the paperclip from Word, but I'll turn it into the dog and I'm like, done. <laughs> Draw dog ears on it and yeah. some drool coming out of it. Yeah. You could change the paperclip on Word. It could be a dog, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll just have that. That's better computer generation than not, Joe. There we go. <laughs> Anyone under the age of 25 is like, paperclip on Word. God. I know. It is weird that that was a thing, but it was. You just have to believe us, kids. Never used it for help. I always just click the X like, bye. I liked it. You could make it tell you jokes. Could you? Yeah, and dance and stuff. I used to How did you do? Stuff. Oh, I never did that. Yeah, it was like animate and it would do like a crazy thing. And... Ah. Oh, I don't, I don't have anything with Word on now. I know, right you've now. missed out. Maybe it'll be on YouTube somewhere. Maybe someone's collated all the animation options. There will be. They got everything on YouTube, haven't they? And there's a great big fight on the Rainbow Road. Banner turns into Hulk and mm-hmm. fights the doggy because he's the only one strong enough. Um, and even Loki arrives with the fighters from Sakaar. Oh, and one of them is, what's his name? The big stone guy. Korg. Krog. Korg. 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 Yeah, he's fun. That's the director, Taika Waititi, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That was yeah. I love him. I love when Loki's in the um, Gladiator arena talking to Thor and he disappears. He's like, piss off, ghost. <laughs> I mean, like... Yeah where he was he's amazing he has lots of good little lines in that film really good lines really good i liked how yeah he was like a sort of hippie that was also a troll yeah like simultaneously he was like a really nice bouncer yes yes like a really sweet bouncer yeah yeah, yeah. and it just keeping the new zealand accent kind of worked for it as well i think so really worked very well for me thor fights hella he loses an eye yeah, I know. Now he looks just like his dad. Yeah, yeah. That's that's some poetic irony right there. Irony. Ha oh, ha. Well done, you. <laughs> oh, ah. <laughs> I made a pun. I didn't even know it. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thor sees Odin in a vision. He Mufasa's 
the shit out of Odin here. He really does. It is very Mufasa. That's a good comparison. Very Mufasa, yeah. Does that make Loki Rafiki? Mm, does it make him like Scar if Scar was Simba's brother? No, because Hela is Scar. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he, no, he's not Rafiki. Maybe he's Zazu. It's a weird thing that we're doing, but we are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> there are parallels. There are, I swear. Um, and Odin explains to him that his power was never in the hammer. His power was never in, I don't know, his, his the fact that he's six foot and built like a freaking boulder. Um, oh, yeah. His power was in the thunder. He's the god of thunder. I love it because he's like, are you the god of hammers? Oh, yeah. oh, no, he's not. He's god of thunder. This is so much cooler. I liked that dialogue. Yeah, it could have been because it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's like, well, are you the god of hammers? Like, I felt like he should have his hands on his hips and his shoulders shaking like that at the same time. Like, come yeah. on, pull yourself together. Put <laughs> it out. The hammer was just there to help you channel, not because you needed it. It was a toy, a mere toy. You've got thunder now. Oh, it is good. It's a real good, like, because I, I know we get annoyed with, um, I guess well, Chris gets annoyed with superhero movies because they are always like, oh, no, I'm not good enough. And, oh, I realised my true power was within me all along. Mm. But I think this one does it very well and in, like, quite a different way. So I think because Thor in Norse mythology was literally the god of thunder. So yeah. it kind of, it, it makes total sense. It turns out he was relying on the hammer all this time when actually... He's freaking god of a thing. Like, I know. If he, anything, the hammer was holding him back. He's way better without it. Mm, exactly, yeah. Um, so he taps into this power and he kicks ass. Um, yeah. But so this is where we, the actual title, Ragnarok, comes into it. Because Ragnarok is like the destruction of the whole world, basically. Yes. It's like Armageddon. Yeah. Um, so they decide that... Um, they, in order to destroy Hela, the only way to do it is to actually have Ragnarok happen, but they all leave and she gets sort of taken down through Ragnarok. So this would destroy Asgard and, and Hela while the people escape. And that involves bringing Sutra from the first scene and, open, and getting him out so that he can come in and destroy Asgard, which was his plan all along. So it's letting him do what he wants to do, which I thought was brilliant. I was like, good, right? cool, great. What a twist, what a twist. He's the good guy. He's the not the villain me. doing villainous things. Is the good guy. The like line between in Jurassic Park at the end when he kills the Velociraptors. Exactly. Use the villains to your advantage. Mm. They're still villains, but you're a better person. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I wrote down here: this works, but sad. And that was. <laughs> well, there we go. So there's your emotional levity for you. Um, I quite like that. He it's all about how Asgard is not a place; it's the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yes. And the spirit can go on in the people because they, you know, they'll take their culture with them and yeah. whatever kind of powers and way of life that they have. So that's what I thought would happen at the end of Game of Thrones. You know, I thought the White Walkers would win and everyone would just have to be off refugeeing in the land over the narrow sea or wherever it is. But no. That no. wasn't my prediction. My prediction was that um, like the White Walkers would invade everything. But Daenerys would then sweep in from the east and like fight mm. against them and win. Well, I just thought because he kept saying they represented climate change. And I was like, 
well, then we can't just click our fingers and they're gone. That would make no sense. And then we did. So <laughs> that annoyed me. <laughs> oh, so that if they represent climate change, we need to learn to live with it a little bit. Yes. Or do something that very slowly reverses it. Yeah, you know, or just club together because not everyone was working together, which meant that I thought the White Walkers should win because that's how we defeat climate change. This was, yeah, I, I predicted the same thing. I thought that we're going off on a complete tangent, but with Westeros <laughs> being so divided by this war of the Seven Kings and whatever, Seven Kingdoms, that would mean the White they were like fair game for the White Walkers, basically, which is why Daenerys was so powerful, building up so many different armies and allegiances and then come in. But yes. you know, they decided to go for a slightly more complex and less enjoyable ending. Yeah. I said it. They made the decision. That's fine. But our our versions, both of them, were better, as always. So. Absolutely. Yeah, as are the myriad of other fan versions of the ending. <laughs> so many. And they decide to head for Earth. And that's where it ends, as they fly off on little ships to go to Earth. Which I'm like, of, of all the places to choose, you went for Earth? Well, were the other eight realms not that good? Well, but they've, they've got Norway, you know? But Norway's like where they're originally worshipped, right? Oh, yeah. No, that I did not think of there. What would you give it out of five? Hmm, 4.6. 4.7. How random, but I love it. Hmm. You know what? It's my score. I can do what I want with it. I could give it pi, but actually I'll give it more than pi. Yeah, pi is a really low number. For it's like three point one four. It deserves more than that. See, why? If you could sum it up, why do you like it so much? Why is it one of your favorite favorite ones? Um, I love how. I just love the the le- the the lightness of it. It does feel like I came out with such oh such a big smile on my face when I went to see that in the cinema. Mm. Which I think you should do with superhero films. Mm. Um, and. I thought they, they adapted the characters really well. Like, as you say, they were a bit tropey or a bit two-dimensional before, and now they felt very fleshed out and enjoyable. I loved all the female characters. Um, I really loved Taika Waititi's character. He's amazingly funny. Like, every line he had cracked me up. Yeah. And it was normally after something quite dramatic as well. Like I said, the piss-off ghost that was right after the him and Loki's, like, big, you did this, I want you to die in the gladiator fight, blah, blah, blah. And it just brings it back. It had that levity that I feel some of the films have been missing. Yeah, I think it did balance things generally. I felt like maybe there could have been, maybe I'm just heartless and just couldn't get so emotionally involved, but I was like smiling. I was mm-hmm. joyful. Um, like I said, the, the, yeah, like you said as well, the characters weren't lost in it. They were kept and they were actually developed with it yeah. as well. Um, and I think it, I think, Taika Waititi is just so good at coming into quite heavy material and getting the humour out of it. I mean, Jojo yeah. Rabbit, for example, is just mm-hmm. so funny, but like really sort of he's he's got that ability to kind of be funny and with the funny show the tragedy as well. Like he knows how comedy and tragedy are very intertwined. Yeah, uh, I agree. And it, again, like I, I feel like this is the case with so many of the things we talked about, but there's lots of different representations of grief. So you had, yeah, Thor was like stonewalling pretty much. Loki was very much pretending nothing had happened and pushing it from his brain. You had Valkyrie nursing her PTSD of alcohol. It was it was very interesting in that sense. So yeah, yeah, all of that and 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 everyone and it's it's moving the story along in the whole 
Marvel Cinematic Universe um, uh, chronology. There we go, yes. chronology, because it eventually it it's it's at first it seems like just a random adventure where Thor's stuck in another universe, but it actually gets all the Asgardians to Earth, which I presume is going to play a big part in the upcoming next Avengers film, which is very very soon. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yes, highly enjoyable, highly recommend. Best of the Thor films for sure. Oh, for Both sure, show. for sure, best of. Them. And I do find like most of my favorites do come. I think I've said this before. Later, like phase three, to be honest, because I feel like everyone's a bit more confident about what they can do. They don't have to make like quite a stereotypical superhero movie now. They can make something fun and different. And I think that. I think that has been the cultural shift in the last 10 years, especially from sort of 2016, 2017, when you had, I think there is a, a, a now a much more vocal cry out for more sort of diversity, more fair representation in films, more innovative storytelling um, be, as a result of things like Trump getting elected, Brexit happening, um, and a very especially the Me Too movements and the revelations that came out about various men in, um, show business um, and it's uh, I and I and I think that's really good um, <laughs> that sounded really understated that's really really good it's, it's really I, good it's I think that's nice. really exciting <laughs> it's really refreshing <laughs> it <is>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Very words. laughs> you can't you can't just make a bog standard superhero film and get away with it now. There's got to be something extra in there. Not something extra, but you've got to just do something that's not been done before now. I it think. has to have like added value, I think, for sure. Much added value. And I think people enjoy, they enjoy uh, comedy in there. They enjoy themes. They enjoy just a different range of actors and characters that they, than yeah. you would usually get in these kinds of films. I think it's just, it's, yeah, we live in a very mm -hmm. exciting time. And it's nice that something like Disney that is gener generally harder for them to make these kinds of changes are the mm -hmm. ones that are the ones who have their name on it, which is yeah. quite, quite good. I know Disney's not perfect in, in any respect when it comes to things like diversity and social progression and stuff, but, um, you know, it's Marvel's part of it, so. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that Chris Hemsworth and Anthony Hopkins didn't want to come back and do another Thor film until they read the script. Of this Thor, uh, okay. They well, were sort of like, we're done with it. It's a bit, you know, a bit stayed. It's very, I mean, Chris Hemsworth was like, we've done Shakespeare, we've done Regal, it's a bit like, but right. this was a was a more interesting character, I guess, because he'd done some comedy by this point as well as people knew that he could be funny, which I think you forget, he's, he's a very beautiful man. You're like, oh, well, he's obviously just here to be hot and have his mm. biceps out. But, you know, that was interesting. And then Tessa Thompson's character is confirmed now as, like, canonical bisexual, which is interesting too. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. um, they actually had a scene which they deleted of a woman leaving her room. Uh, oh yeah they do in the flashback she sees a woman another valkyrie i think get murdered in front of her and there's mm. a sense of that being like i don't know a, a lover a partner or something that yeah. was, it's not obviously said explicitly we're still we're not quite there yet socially no, but i think we might be there in the next one because she's talked to, she's in god of love and thunder mm. um and she's talked about 
that it's it, it, it's a big part of that film. Yeah, yeah. So good. Always good, good. to have LGBT representation. Absolutely, absolutely. Any kind of representation, really. To be fair, go back to the early Marvel films, and we were like, oh, it's not good, but um, yeah, yeah, it's done very well. And also behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to have to double check this now because I don't want to say it, but I'm pretty sure they hired uh, Indigenous people to work behind the scenes to give them a fit in on the industry. Hang on. Hang on. Let me confirm. Um, Indigenous is in to what part of the world? I think New Zealand. Oh, right. Okay. Um, let me get it up. Directed by Jaguar Watiti. Um, a love letter of reassurance and strength to Maori and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. They, they tried to make sure they had references throughout. They've got like Maori art and designs. The contenders are using like the paint practice they use. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then, yeah, behind the scenes, they tried to make sure that they allowed people to get their foot in the door, I guess, in the film industry, which is very, very nice. It's always nice when it's not just in front of the camera. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very nice too. Cool. Would you like a quiz? I would like a quiz. <laughs> I had to build that up with silence first. Hang on. Where's my pen? And by which I mean, where's my phone? Where I write all my notes? I like to make it sound a like pen. a pen in this modern world. <laughs> okay. Number one, your favourite question. 92%. This is a guess or did you Google? That was a guess. I'm going with that. 93%. Ooh, I'm always one off at the moment. You are. Yeah. They said it's exciting, funny, and above all fun. Um, colourful, cosmic adventure. Yeah. I think it's one of the ones I would go back and rewatch. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice... Yeah, Chris actually doesn't normally watch them with me, and he was like, I forgot that I like this one. So, yeah. <laughs> And can you guess how much it made globally? Ooh, probably a lot. Uh, 800 million. 854 million. Ooh. See, so, I guess we, we round up 900... But yeah, I mean, that's fine. You can have that. Um, in the grand scheme of things, that was damn close. Was <laughs> Out of all good. the numbers in the world. <laughs> it's very good. I'll let you have it. Um, okay. Who were the actors in the little Asgardian play? I knew this was going to be a question. I knew it. That's why I didn't say anything when we went through the plot. That was Matt Damon. And that yeah. was the middle Hemsworth brother. Liam. The unknown. No, it's Liam. Was it Liam? I thought it was Luke Hemsworth. Don't, it's Luke. You're right. Sorry. I read it wrong. Oh. <laughs> He's slightly older. And I was like, how are they making Liam look this old? But no, you're right. It's the unknown. Yeah. This is, I recognise Matt Damon instantly, but I looked up the cast list after the film finished. <laughs> oh, you cheated. And it's Sam Neill. Yeah. Sorry? Sam Neill as well. Oh, yeah. And Sam Neill. Forgot about Sam Neill. Yeah. So obviously, him and Jeff have worked together. I'm surprised Sam Neill. I mean, maybe they they can in the future, but like, I feel like he deserves like a big role in. Oh, I, I agree. I fully agree. I love Sam Neill. He needs more roles mm. all the time. He seems like a nice person too, which I know doesn't count, but I would like that to mean something. Uh, Matt Damon was recommended by Chris Hemsworth because they're friends. Okay. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do it for a laugh," which is. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> I would too. I'm like, yeah, go on. Then why not? Um, but I love that little scene. That was really fun, yeah. Adam one. Um, so obviously I said that, you know, 80% of the film was ad-libbed. There's one very famous line that is improvised. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. 
It's the friend from work line. You remember always like, I know him. He we're friends at work when he's talking about the Hulk when he sees him for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's quite a sweet story. It's recommended by a Make-A-Wish child who was visiting the set. Oh, really? So we yeah. put it in. So obviously you you spotted Taika Waititi as Gork. Mm-hmm. He's the second Marvel movie director to have a major role in his own movie. Can you remember the other one? Um, The guy who was in Friends. Oh my the, god, he is! What a what a what a. That's how I know him. He's the he's the super rich guy that Monica dates, and he takes her to Paris. Yeah, um, super, uh, ultimate fighting champion John Favreau. That's it, John Favreau. Yeah. yeah, he's Happy Hogan. Yeah. Okay, perfect. The Friends guy, I love it. Um, so Taika Waititi said that this is a very 1970s, 80s science fiction fantasy, mm-hmm. and he cited a particular film as his influence. Would it be Flash Gordon? No, mm. but that's a very good guess. Can I, I guess again? Yeah. Can I try Logan's Run? Oh, also a good guess. I don't think you'll get it. Oh. I'm not, not to be horrible, but Big Trouble in Little China. Oh no! Oh, I. You know what? I have watched it, but many, many, many years ago. Yeah, I watched it not that long ago, actually, because um, for my movie, my other, my other movie club, which I don't have a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and he said that Kurt Russell's character in it is meant to. That was quite a big influence on how Thor is in this movie. Okay, nice. That's nice, isn't it? Big stakes, crazy adventure, wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you, they they play the instrumental theme from another from a TV show that I've mentioned before on this podcast, and I don't think you're going to get this either. But no, no, I didn't hear any themes I recognised. Stargate SG One. Oh really? I don't know the theme to that at all. Well, it's the instrumental theme. Do you remember I said that the Asgard are in Stargate as the grey ones? They're the little grey aliens. Right. Um. So. When Idris Elba's character is like leading Asgard into a cave, they play the Asgard instrumental because it's like, oh, and it's meant to be like, oh, there's like links between our world and theirs. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Little Stargate geeks will probably have appreciated it more, to be honest, but you should watch it. It's a great show. Um, can you remember what the, the password was for the Quinjet? Oh, oh, there was a whole scene on this, wasn't there? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. No, can't remember. It's Point Break. Point Break, because um, Tony Stark likes that film. Yeah, but he also thought that um, he, uh, that, that Chris Hemsworth's character looks like Patrick Swayze from Point Break. Ah, I see. Okay. That was his nickname for him. I've not seen Point Break. Have you seen Point Break? Mm-mm. Oh. Not really watched that many Patrick Swayze. I've not even seen Dirty Dancing. Oh, no, neither have I. I've seen Ghost, and that was it. Yeah, I've seen Ghost and that was it too. I mean, everyone says like, oh, you must watch Dirty Dancing. I'm like, I don't feel like I need to. I already have seen the dancing bits. And... No, I've not seen it either. Which I feel like it's a it's a film you should watch, but you know, I'll get around to it, I'm sure. Well, well let me finish this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another movie um, is referenced musically in the film. Mm. I can hum it if we don't get sued. Go on then. <laughs> oh yes it was it was um willy wonka in the chocolate factory it was yeah yes, we have the pure imagination theme and a lot of people think that um jeff goldblum's grandmaster is a little bit willy wonka-esque if he were but evil well, well he's quite evil actually in charlie and chocolate factory he does murder try and murder a lot of kids so well no they they fall victim of their own sins do they though he's like 
Saw. He's the original Saw. <laughs> he's not Saw. He just has no health and safety executive to oversee him. <laughs> no, he's Saw. And I think Timothy Chalamet's prequel will prove that. I assume. I, I'm sorry. Was... This is a prequel that nobody asks. Nobody wants it and nobody needs it. I was like, of all the characters who I didn't give, I did not give any shits about their backstory is Willy Wonka. Literally, literally. I'm just like, what? It's like, it's like you've got a bunch of names in a hat and just pick one out. I went, Willy Wonka, let's go with that. I know. I was like, there's so many better people. And I, unless he is a serial killer, I don't really want to watch it. I want a the, horror movie version. The Grand High Witch. What's her story? Mm. That'd be great. Someone, mm. someone hurt her when she was younger. Mm. Um, yes. Okay. What was Scourge? So that's Carl Urban's character. He's the mm-hmm. interest What was he seen doing at the beginning of the movie? He's using yeah. something you might buy on one of the shopping channels. At the beginning of the movie, yes, he was showing off um, in front of ladies, and he had two guns. He also had a shake weight. Do you remember the shake weight? Oh yes, he had a shake weight. Yes, I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> I I love the shake weight. It's, it, it has a whole South Park episode dedicated to it. Yes, it does. It's very funny and very yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It sprays you in the face. They are dirty little sex toys. Those things are. And speaking of South Park. Mm-hmm. Did you did you spot the name of the nursing home that Odin was in? It was like Shady Oaks or something. Shady Acres, which is the same name as the retirement home where Stan Marsh's granddad lives in South Park. Oh. Oh. Retirement homes in American TV shows are always shady something and it's tree reference. I know, so I don't know why it's shady. It sounds bad. I don't know. I know, right? I know. I think like... shady as in protects you from the glare of the sun because you're old, but, <laughs> um, but like a protective thing. But yeah. it does it doesn't sound good. In the Golden Girls, it's Shady Pines. And um I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's it's these old women who live together, and one of them's two of them are mother and a daughter. And the mother, whenever she does something that annoys the daughter, the daughter played by B. Arthur just goes, Shady Pines, Ma, like that. And the mother just stops like instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a shady, shady tree. Yeah. Um, Paul mentions that Loki once turned him into an animal. Can you remember what it was? Nope, can't remember. A bug. It was a little frog. A and frog. That oh, a that was close. Reference to Frog, who's the wielder of Frog Yolnir. And he's like a little four frog hybrid. And he is a founding member of the Pet Avengers, which we spoke about before because the Inhumans is Lockjaw was their leader. Oh, nice. Fonzies. That's cute. He was pretty cute. Um, so did, there were some treasures in Odin's vault, which we, we spent some time looking at. Do you remember any of them? In Odin's vault, there was the Tesseract. Yes, very good. Um, there was... A big dog. <laughs> yes. And an army of undead things. Yes. Um, and there was something else that she that Hella picks up. I can't remember what it was now. So what she picked up was the infinity gauntlet. Yes. Yes. And she's like, fake, fake. And that is because they had to wreck on a little bit because um, you know. Uh, we, we know about the Infinity Stones being a big part of the MCU universe. Mm. So it makes no sense if they are all in the vault. But they are all in the vault. No, it's fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to be like, oops, it's not actually in here. We, tr- we tricked you, it's fake. 
Oh, I see. That was so that was the writers being a yeah. bit like little in joke. Okay. Little, little joke for them. Yeah. Take your time, Dennis. Sorry. Um, so Jeff Goldblum's character is the brother of another guy we've seen. And I will tell you what film he's in. You can try and figure it out. Guardians of the Galaxy. He is the brother of um is it Benicia del Toro who plays yes. him? Yeah. The collector. The collector, that was it. Oh, that makes sense. They're, they yeah, yeah. They kind of have a similar vibe. Yeah. Be nice to see them together in the future, maybe. Mm, mm. Um, we've talked about Norway. I don't know how to phrase this as a question because I gave that away. This is what happens when I get excited. Um, <laughs> so I will just tell you, originally they were going to have Odin as a crazy looking hobo on the streets of New York City. Mm. But then they thought because he dies, it's quite tragic. So they swapped it to Norway to make it feel a bit more. Right. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, a bit more. Know, mythical yeah kind of honor him and his past rather than just be like lol he's a he's a crazy hobo look at this street. homeless man with no hope he must die yeah yeah I yeah yeah and sucks when that happens mm. and then my last question your favorite question and i'm sure you spotted him where was stan he um does the haircut he does the haircut yeah it wasn't so much a like um can you spot him or uh, oh there he is yes he's there for a good few five few ten seconds and it's not like the netflix series where you're like i don't know where was he oh it's a poster on the literally wall. i never spot him in the netflix ones it's like it's like an alfred hitchcock cameo where you just blink and you miss it crazy isn't it mm. but yeah that was my crazy. that was my quiz did you enjoy Woo! I did enjoy. Those are very interesting factoids. Thank you for thank your you. factoids. Yay! Thank you, for, thank you for playing. And have we got another film next? We do. We have a second film. We have two films in a row. This Stop is like the it. only time this happens now. Um, <laughs> it is Black Panther. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. That has a cast list to die for. I've already mm. looked up the cast list. And it also has one of my favourite actresses in it. Is it Lafita? No, it's um, Michonne from The Walking Dead, Denai Guerrero. Oh, yeah. She's also very good. But yeah, Lupita, so I love. Lupita is also great, yeah. Love her in Us. Did you see Us? Yes, of course. Yes. Robbed of an Oscar nomination. That she I did. think horror movies often are, but yeah, I agree. She should have got one. I guess that's snobbery. Well, Get Out got lots of nominations. We'll discuss this. We'll discuss this in our next episode, I feel. I feel we <laughs> this. This heated debate. I say debate, debate more. <laughs> <laughs> On to Black Panther. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Virgin. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Virgin. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune in to the next fact-filled episode. <laughs>